All right, guys, I did it. This is the episode, and it feels so brazen to say this. I think we all hesitate to speak this out loud because we don't want to offend anybody who has made a different decision for their child's education. But in this episode, we're talking about how awesome homeschooling is, why it is such a good option for so many families, exactly how we are able to give our children better when we homeschool. And I am sort of tired of being quiet about it out of fear of insulting somebody because this isn't an episode about insulting other people's choices. This is an episode encouraging and empowering all of those who are homeschooling or are considering homeschooling. And I'm really excited about this episode. I put a lot of thought and time into this because I don't want to insult anyone, but I do really want to showcase how amazing homeschool is. I'm so happy that we homeschool, even though I think most people already know this about me. I was a reluctant homeschooler. I had no intention of homeschooling. I didn't want to homeschool. I resisted homeschooling. Year after year, I considered sending my children to school until finally something clicked and I realized that this is better. This is better in so many ways for my children. And so I'm not even gonna talk about lifestyle here today. I'm just going to talk about pure academics and how we can do academics so well. Let's go. Welcome to the Simple is the New Smart podcast. I'm Zara Fagan, PhD, author of Minimalist Homeschooling and the creator of the Simple is the New Smart membership. And this is the place where we talk about how less really is more and how simple really is the new smart. This is the place for any homeschooler who wants to trade stress, exhaustion, overwhelm, and self-doubt for peace, clarity, confidence, and a sense of true abundance. It turns out that transforming our mindset really can transform our homeschools and our lives. We'll talk tips and strategies, stories and perspective, and interview people who have lessons to teach us. And I am just so happy that you're here. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, guys. How are you? I am calling today's Simple is the New Smart episode in search of a rigorous education. So let me give a little background to how I was inspired to record this podcast. It started when my husband actually took the kids to the playground one afternoon and he came home and told me that he met a family there and that they were super nice and our kids played together. And then he said, but it was funny because I asked the father, where do your kids go to school? And the other father said the name of the school and asked, how about you? My husband replied that our children are homeschooled. And this other man responded with, we take education very seriously. So my husband chuckled a little and said, so do we. That's why we homeschool. And so I wanted to start there today because I think that a lot of us who are homeschooling or those of us who are considering homeschooling, I know this is true when I was considering homeschooling, we are very concerned about a rigorous education for our children. And I think that that's an unspoken truth that the homeschooling community assumes, but that maybe those outside of homeschooling don't always see. And to us, those of us who are homeschooling, it seems crazy that we would even have to say that, that the reason that we're homeschooling is because we take education very seriously. But honestly, that's not the first conclusion that people draw when they hear about homeschooling. 
And so today I really want to talk about how homeschooling is an excellent model for educating our children. And I want to talk specifically about how we are intentional about ensuring that this is an excellent educational experience for our children. So this podcast is not only to inform those people who may be considering homeschooling. So feel free if you are already homeschooling and you know someone who is considering it, maybe this will be an informative podcast to describe how homeschooling is a superior education model in a lot of ways. And for those of us who are already homeschooling, I hope that this will provide some inspiration and some affirmation that what we are doing really is in the best interest of our children. It really is an excellent model. And it really is something that we can take pride in doing because we are giving a rigorous education. So I will say the other reason that I wanted to put out this podcast is because I see something that happens often inside the homeschool community. So whether I am sitting around with a bunch of other homeschooling moms and we're all just sort of gabbing about what's going on in our homeschool, funny things that happen, things that we're struggling with, looking for insight and input from other moms, or whether I'm in online forums like Facebook or Instagram, and somebody may post something looking for input and insight from other moms. There's this phenomenon that happens when somebody says that they're struggling with something. So for example, let's say spelling. We might say, even though my child is excelling in all these other subjects, They just are terrible at spelling. And a lot of times what happens inside homeschooling communities is that the response is to offer the person who's struggling perspective. And there's nothing wrong with this. The perspective looks something like, well, do they really need to know spelling? We do have spell check. Everything is spell checked these days. And my husband doesn't know how to spell and he does just fine, right? Or they'll say, if spelling is the worst thing that your child has going on right now, then they're doing really well, right? So we're giving this perspective to basically say, don't freak out about this one thing that may not be going your way, right? And this goes for any subject where people will want to ease your stress or ease your anxiety by letting you know this isn't the end of the world. Your child is not going to be homeless because they don't know how to spell, right? We're trying to keep perspective here. They will get by just fine. And that is really, really valuable. I don't want to undermine that. So for example, someone will say that they're really butting heads with their child over math. They're really struggling with math. And a lot of times we get a perspective response, which is keep your eye on the bigger picture. We want our children to feel loved. We want them to be in a safe environment. We don't want them to hate learning. It's not worth it to constantly be at battle with your children over math. It's not worth it to butt heads with them. It's not worth it to degrade their confidence. So just chill on the math, right? And people will say the relationship is more important than the subject, right? So there's that kind of perspective. One is that they'll be just fine without it. You're going to do okay. I don't remember all the things I learned. I never did very well in that in school. I turned out just fine. So there's that perspective. Or there's the, you know what, the relationship is more important than the subject perspective. And that's true. I absolutely agree with that. The relationship is more important than how quickly your child learns long division. And I personally remember feeling very frustrated when I first started homeschooling, when all I got was perspective insight as a new homeschooler, specifically because I did not think that the two had to be mutually exclusive. For example, I was homeschooling so that my child could learn math and 
not hate learning in the process. I was homeschooling so that we could work on weak spelling without degrading their confidence. I was homeschooling so that we could accept weaknesses and address them as effectively and painlessly as possible, not so that we would hand wave the weakness away and just push our children through, right? So what I want to say here is that perspective is reassuring and therefore valuable, but it's not always empowering. And it's that empowerment that many of us are looking for when we're asking for help, when we're feeling insecure, and when we want input from other homeschoolers. Because honestly, perspective responses can be a put off to homeschoolers who are concerned about excellence. If that's all they get, if all they get is perspective, it feels like hand waving a concern away instead of really addressing it and empowering someone to address it. So I don't want to beat a dead horse here, guys, but I want to make sure that I am being clear that perspective isn't all bad, but I think we do a disservice to the homeschooling community as a whole when we don't highlight the opportunities that we have to really embrace how great homeschooling is for our children. So there's a two-pronged approach that we need to consider whenever homeschoolers are asking for advice, are considering homeschooling, is that not only do we need to reassure one another with some perspective, and then the second prong is also to empower each other. So let's really talk today about the luxury that we have as homeschoolers to offer excellence and how homeschooling is a superior sort of educational model. And in that way, affirm what we're doing and also inform those who are considering homeschooling. We are in this because we believe education matters. So rigorous makes it sound like we're all like drill sergeants and we're we're pounding this information in that it's got to be difficult and it's got to be challenging. And that's not the impression I want to give here because I think we can challenge our students in a way that they actually enjoy. And homeschoolers are great at doing that. And so I want to say an excellent education to to remind us that we're doing this because we believe that homeschooling is the better option. And I also want to use the term rigorous in the sense that we're challenging our kids and we're challenging their personal growth. So today I have sort of a new checklist. It's sort of an excellence checklist. How do we have a really rigorous education in our homeschools, staying true to homeschooling philosophies, right? Because this is not about recreating school at home. If we are trying to recreate school at home, then we are missing the point of homeschooling. The idea with homeschooling is to offer better than the school system. So first of all, let's just start with the basics. If we want to do as much as the public schools do, then really that's not difficult because every book that they use in the public schools for teaching is available for us to buy. Not only can we buy the student books, but we can often buy a scripted teacher's manual. So if we simply want to make sure that we are doing exactly what the schools are doing, then that really isn't a problem. The beauty of homeschooling is that we can do better than that. We can go above and beyond that. So people who aren't familiar with homeschooling, the first piece of information that I give them is that, yeah, we have the opportunity to do exactly what they're doing in schools. But the beauty of homeschooling is that we take it so much farther than that, that our homeschool isn't just about completing a certain amount of material in a certain amount of time. We get to infuse that with something that is much more valuable and much more meaningful in the long run. So let's make our own checklist about how we can create an 
excellent homeschool. And I have seven ways that we can specifically be intentional and in that way, give our children the education that we believe they need and they deserve. So number one, we get to be intentional about our definition of success for our children. We get to think about the big picture for them, our vision for their education and our expectations for their education. When we're talking about these individualized definitions of success, it's really fun in homeschooling to actually see that vision evolve. And it's become a really important conversation these days when we're talking about, are our children going to go to college? Are our children going to go to a trade school? Are our children going to start their own businesses? How do we help them reach adulthood in a way that they are prepared for what they really are going to be doing when they leave the house? So the contrast to this would be the school system where they are focused on completing a job in the next nine months. There are certain metrics that need to be met. There's a certain amount of material that needs to be covered, and that is their focus, right? There are a certain number of children who need to pass a certain number of tests with a certain score. There are these sort of metrics that define their success within the school system and within the classroom. The big difference here is that as homeschoolers, we get to look at the big picture. So while we may also be using tests, that is not usually our definition of success at all. Whereas the testing is sort of the ends in school, the school system, in homeschooling, testing is a means to an end where the end is much more complex, right? The end is a complete vision for our adult children. The end is a complete education. So it's a complex definition of success in homeschooling. We can think about work ethic. We can think about their conversation skills. We can think about whether they know finance, whether they are able to basically reach their potential and chase after their purpose in this world. So instead of just completing a specific job over the next nine months that's very prescribed and dictated, we are invested in our children and we have this evolving vision and definition of success for our children. And I think that as the foundation not only makes homeschooling unique, but it makes homeschooling inherently more valuable, that the teacher is now invested, very personally invested in the student right? And the teacher has exceptional knowledge of the student and can individualize for the student. So that brings me to number two. We get to be very intentional about adjusting and individualizing our homeschool. And this is really, really, really valuable, not only because we can adjust to our children's learning styles. So even if we're teaching traditional subjects, the same as every other kid would be learning in a public school, we get to adjust for our children's learning styles at the very least. We get to know, are they going to learn better if they read it from a book? Are they going to learn better if I explain it to them? Are they going to learn better if they do a hands-on project or experiment? And we get to feed them knowledge in a way that is going to resonate with them. So we get to individualize their experience, but also we get to individualize based on their strengths and their weaknesses, right? We can absolutely help our children with their weaknesses so that they're proficient, so that certain things won't hold them back in life, but also we have the benefit then of focusing also on their strengths. And all of this individualizing and adjusting of their education goes along with that vision of our expectations, our standards, our definition of success for this educational journey that we're on alongside our children. Which brings me to the next thing is that we get to be intentional about the content. 
of our homeschool. We get to be intentional about which subjects we're going to teach, which subjects we're going to really, really focus on, which subjects maybe won't get as much attention. So one way that we pursue excellence here when we're talking about getting intentional about content is really, really valuable. And it's one of the things that makes homeschoolers so excited about homeschooling is that we don't have to follow the conventional content and what resources we're going to use for those subjects that we can teach our children things that are not necessarily included in a normal school curriculum. For some families, that's a religious education. For some families, that's teaching things like finance. For other families, it's life skills. It's trade skills. We learn foreign languages at young ages. It might be Latin, but we have the opportunity to get intentional about really giving our children excellent content. And I'll be honest, this is where a lot of homeschoolers get most excited. And this is why I think have to talk about minimalist homeschooling because we want to do all the things. Homeschooling offers this tremendous opportunity to teach our children so many things that are excluded in a conventional education. We get to decide how we are going to fill the days in our homeschool. Maybe it's unschooling, maybe it's world schooling, maybe it's all these trips that we can take or the things that we discover in our own backyard. But the idea here is that when we are intentional about the content that we get to include in our children's education, it really amps up the excellence in our education experience. Because if we think back to school, so much of what we didn't learn, so much of what we didn't learn in school, the things that we didn't remember, the things that maybe we knew for the test and then immediately forgot, the things that never sank in, the subjects that we never did well in, all of those things we didn't learn, oftentimes they were because of the content. Either the content wasn't relevant, wasn't meaningful, wasn't accessible to us, right? Or the resources just weren't engaging for us for many reasons. And that is why we didn't learn. So the fact that in our homeschool, we get to be intentional about the content, the subjects that we're teaching, the resources that we're teaching, and the way that we're teaching them is a really, really big asset for homeschooling. We get to focus also on our children's passions. We have more time to focus on what our kids are interested in. We have more time to encourage their interests, and we have more time to encourage their strengths. We don't have to waste time on things that we don't find valuable. We really get to focus on the things that we find valuable in an education. So if workbooks and worksheets are not what you find valuable, guess what? You don't have to do them. Conversely, if you think that making dioramas and other hands-on projects really aren't that valuable, then guess what? You don't have to do them because ultimately the goal is learning, not somebody else's prescribed checklist, right? We just want to prepare our children and help them reach their potential. That's it. So no longer do we have to focus on things that are prescribed by someone else. So let me give this example. Not every child will be a STEM sort of child, a science, technology, engineering, and math sort of child. But yet in schools, there's a huge focus on STEM. And a lot of extra time or free time in the schools will be spent on STEM. Conversely, the fine arts may not be getting as much attention and focus in the school. And you may have a child who is extremely drawn to fine arts. So we get to choose that focus. So our children are not being boxed into a neat little package that has been prescribed for them when we're homeschooling. Instead, they are able to be themselves. So I would put our content being intentional about our content, also on our checklist about how homeschooling can be rigorous, how homeschooling can be excellent. 
Which brings me to number four on our checklist. We get to be intentional about the lessons. So I've already talked about how we can adjust for their learning styles. We can adjust the subjects. We can adjust which resources we're using, but we get to be intentional also about the lessons. We get to be intentional about a bigger picture because we get to decide what the goals are inside the lessons. Do we want our children to master them? And if so, then we can take the time necessary to ensure that our kids master them. We are not tied to somebody else's schedule. If our child doesn't yet understand a concept, we We don't just move on in homeschooling because it's time to move on. We stick with that concept. We stick with that topic until we feel that there is a proficiency or a mastery of it. Similarly, if our children understand it, we can move on. We don't have to stay on a topic and beat a dead horse and make them do all the worksheets over and over and over again while all the rest of the children in the classroom sort of catch up. Instead, once our children have mastered something, we get to move on. We get to go at their pace. And I think that individualizing these lessons, not only in their content, but in the amount of time that we spend on them and also in our goals for these lessons. Sometimes we just want our kids to be exposed to an idea. Sometimes we really want them to master an idea. And so homeschooling gives us that flexibility and we can be intentional then about the lessons. So number five on my checklist for an excellent homeschool is being intentional about values and worldview. And I will say that this is a reason to homeschool that resonates with a lot of us these days because we get to explain our values to our children on a daily basis in everything we do, not only in what we say, but in how we behave, how we fill our time. Our values are being conveyed to our children constantly. And the more that our children see us interact with the world, the more they understand the expectations that we have for them and how they will interact with the world when they are adults, right? Because our children are ultimately watching us to learn how to be an adult. And so it's awesome that we get to be that role model and we get to have those conversations. We get to explain our worldview whenever questions come up because children will question things. They absolutely will. And so the issue here is, Who do you want them to be asking their questions to? Who do you want them to be getting those answers from? We get to have age-appropriate conversations with our children. We get to decide when they are ready for the conversation about different values and different worldviews. We get to continue that conversation from a very young age up through their older years. And I'm not saying if your children go to school, you will never have conversations with them about values or worldviews. That's not what I'm saying. It's not mutually exclusive. You either homeschool and teach your values or you send them to school and you never teach them anything about their values. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that we are able to infuse our values and our worldview in every conversation that we have, in every behavior that our children and action that our children see us do, and in everything that we teach. Okay, number six, are you ready, guys? We get to be intentional about socialization. So I like to say that we separate our children's education from their socialization. And this isn't entirely true because a lot of social skills are learned in daily interactions between them and ourselves and their siblings. But we are removing a lot of socializing distractions from their education for the most part. In school, there is a lot of positioning and posturing and bullies. There are popular groups and cliques and who is mad at who and who likes who. And all of those sorts of distractions are removed from a homeschooling educational experience. Yet, 
homeschooled children actually have more time to pursue extracurricular activities. Because we get so much done during the day and because there is no homework, our children actually have more time to interact with children with whom they have something in common. So whether that's at church or youth sports, activities, classes, scouting, clubs, ROTC, summer camps, co-ops, playdates, parks, and playgrounds, and in all of those situations, our children are exposed to all sorts of types of children, and they will have to navigate and learn to navigate all sorts of social scenarios. So we can never shelter them from difficult relationships or mean children, but we can be intentional about age-appropriate exposure and skills, social skills. So the real difference is that we get to choose how often and at what ages our children are exposed to potentially toxic social experiences. And we get to be intentional about the ratio of easy experiences versus difficult experiences. And we get to be intentional, especially, and I think this is really valuable, we get to be intentional about removing those social struggles from their classroom. So there isn't a constant navigation of positioning all day long when we're homeschooling, which is so distracting inside the school system. Number seven of how we are offering an excellent educational opportunity when our children are homeschooled is that we get to be intentional about their personal growth and development. So we get to ensure that we are teaching a growth mindset to our kids, that we're giving them confidence in what they're doing, and they're not being made to feel less than because they're not excelling at something because they tend to prefer a different subject, right? So we have this confidence, and then we're also able to address a growth mindset when our children are struggling. And this really goes to the one-on-one nature of homeschooling, that we are personally invested in this unique individual. And when we see that they are struggling with something, instead of just forcing them through, we are able to give them strategies to cope, to manage, to problem solve, and to grow from the experience. And so instead of it being an experience that sort of wears on their self-confidence in homeschooling, every opportunity actually is an opportunity to build our children's confidence, every single one, even when they're struggling and to give them skills to help them every single time they will see a challenge in the future because our kids are going to continue to be challenged for the rest of their lives, right? So we get to be not only intentional about their confidence and that growth mindset, but we're also intentional about giving them a safe environment to be themselves and to follow their own passions and to follow their own interests. A lot of times, it's true, there are social pressures for children to conform to a certain set of interests, and other interests will deem you socially outcast, right? You get all sorts of name calling if you even enjoy band, right? I mean, that's sort of the cliche, right? And so we are able as homeschoolers to give our kids a safe environment to be themselves for most of the day. I won't lie, our kids still go out into the world. They're not completely sheltered from mean kids making mean statements. But for most of the day, they're given a safe environment. They're also given a safe environment to wrestle with their values and to defend their interests and beliefs. And so there's a great book called Parents Hold On to Your Kids, I believe. I will put a link to it in the show notes. But they make the argument that we send children out into the world at a very, very young age and expect them to be able to defend their values, their interests, their beliefs. And children are not capable of doing that in first grade. They are not capable of defending their values system that they've been raised with at home up until that point. They're not able to defend when they come under attack. 
Also, we get to be intentional about their growth and development by giving our children free time. It is not news to anybody that lots of child development experts are saying that free time is really, really valuable to our children. Time when they do not have scheduled events and activities. And homeschooling really provides a situation where we can honor that. So that's what I have today, guys. I'm gonna run down this checklist really quickly in case you in the future want to remind yourself that you are looking for an excellent homeschool. Number one, we are intentional about our definition of success, our expectation, and our vision for our children's education. Number two, we are intentional about adjusting and individualizing. Along those lines, number three, we are intentional about the content that we include in our homeschool. Number four, we are intentional about the lessons that we choose. We're intentional about the goals that we have and the pace that we set for our children. Number five, we're intentional about our values and our worldview and how we impart those throughout the day, every day to our children. Number six, we get to be intentional about their socializing. We are intentional, number seven, and finally, we're intentional about personal growth and development in our homeschools. The luxury of homeschooling is that we get to take it so much further. So with that, I am going to leave you. And if you love what you're hearing, please pass this on to a friend and leave a great review. And until I talk to you again, I am wishing you all the simple things. Bye now. If you're brand new to homeschooling and you're wondering how to get started or really wrap your head around all of the logistics of homeschooling, I have a free webinar for you. Go to resources.zaraphd.com forward slash free dash webinar. I'll see you there.